It's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Baldy, let's shift gears and talk about the New York football giants. You had a chance to visit them as well. I, I think, you know, all the conversation about Daniel Jones. Let me say this. Joe Shane, the general manager, did an excellent job of not overpaying Daniel Jones. He did. Daniel Jones, I think, got a fair deal. Um, obviously, he's not a top five quarterback, but he's not in the bottom half of the quarterback tier either. And so he got a fair deal. But there's a lot of talk right now about Saquon Barkley not being happy about being tagged and whether or not he's going to get his deal. So tell me what you learned about the Giants, because, listen, that's a playoff team. They got beat, you know, all three times they played the Eagles last year. The Eagles were just a better team. But that doesn't mean that they won't come back and look different, maybe be more productive offensively with the weapons they now have acquired. If they can get this Saquon Barkley situation figured out, he is tagged, guys. He could play under the tag. I don't know what's going to happen. They have until July 17th to get a deal done. Baldy, what do you know? Well, let's just take Saquon Barkley out of it for a second, okay? All right. Because obviously, you know, he he is a huge part of it, and we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I, when I was at – I went to Giants yesterday, Carl. And so the first guy I see, like just, just as a fan, the first guy I see is Darren Waller. He's wearing number 12. Like you just – he's just – different like to be that big fast and, and smooth in everything he does it's it's just it just captures your attention but when I was there I, I started thinking about something Bill Parcells used to say when he was coaching the Giants you know he's always very blunt about everything so <laughs> Monday nights it was you know it was the coaching staff and their game planning for the ex- upcoming opponent and he used to say this he goes and he's looking at the next team and he'd go okay Who's the problem players? Like who's who's a problem? And that, that's how Belichick came up with this whole thing. Like, all right, we got it, we got it. Here's a problem. Let's take this guy out of the equation. Let's let's see what we can do to limit his production. And last year when I went up there, the only problem player I could see was Saquon. And we didn't know if Saquon was going to return right. to form until he did. So you'd go up to Giants practice and there was nobody that said it was a problem. Now you go up there and you go, okay, there's Darren Waller, he's a problem. Saquon, he's a problem. Um, you look defensively. You know, Kayvon in his second year looks like a problem. They drafted Deontay Banks at corner. Like, he's going to be really good. They have these two massive guys in the middle and Big Cat Williams and Dexter Lawrence, and they brought in Raheem Nunez, Rochez. Like, they're good in the middle, and they signed Bobby O'Karake. Like, they they have they – have like, even the defense coordinator, Wink Martindale – had texted me, he goes, we're starting to look like a professional football team, Bobby. <laughs> and they have, like the talent level. If you just said slot receiver, okay, slot receiver, Paris Campbell, you can't help but notice his speed. He's wearing number zero. Number zero is just a blur. Now, he's had injury history at Indianapolis, but he can, he's a 4-3-40 slot receiver. Then you have Wandale Robinson, who was really good for him before he got hurt last year. Yeah. And then they have Jamison Crowder. Like, there's competition. There. Then there's Darius Slayton on the outside, Isaiah Hodgins, and they drafted Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Like, there's competition there. Then there's, there's Waller and Bellinger. And you go, man, like if Daniel Jones, they had, you know, he ran for more yards than any quarterback in the league last year. He ran for over 800 yards because he had to. It was the way that Brian Dable decided, like, this is the best way to win games. We'll keep the defense off the field. We don't have anybody that can cover. We're playing guys off the street. Let's possess the ball. 
let's run the ball, let's control the ball. And Daniel Jones cut his take, you know, his turnovers way down. He was a big part of the run game. But I feel like now they can they can drop back and throw it, Carl. Like, I don't know if they're at the Eagles yet, but they're going to be much more competitive with the Eagles. Um, you know, they took down the Vikings in Minnesota in the playoff game. Like, they're they're going to be much better. And they're they're talented now. I mean, they Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau on the edge. Yeah. You know, you look like at Dory it. Jackson and Deontay Banks and Xavier McKinney's back there, and you go, wow, they got a secondary this year. I mean, last year they were taking guys like Fabian Moreau off the street and plugging and playing them because they had to. But now I'm watching Wink like with some overload blitzes yesterday and some pressures because they can hold up on the outside, I think, a little bit better than they have. So they're going to be – they're going to be a team that I know people are down in the NFC and all that. I'm not down on the Giants at all. If they get the Saquon Barkley figured out, situation figured out, and I don't know, like, like Saquon basically is going to have two choices. Play for the $10 million tag or withhold his services. And I can't see Saquon withholding his services. And I don't know what the figure is for a deal. Like, I just don't think they're going to give him Christian McCaffrey money. Like, I just don't know if that makes sense. Because, yeah, you know, I, and I don't want to downgrade Saquon. Like he's, a, you know, he's, but he shouldn't get a, a discount because he wants to be in New York and he's a giant. He wants to be there forever. Like he's not going to take a, a player discount because of that. So I don't know how Joe Shane is going to get this rectified, but I know Joe's pretty sharp and pretty smart, and I know the Giants want him. So I feel like week one against the Cowboys. Saquon will be in the lineup. One way. I agree. No, I I agree. Listen, the rumor is, uh, and guys, it's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends about us. We put new episodes out usually on Tuesday and Thursdays. This week, a little bit different. Baldy was on the road, and we we have stuff going on, but we definitely get episodes out. And make sure you subscribe so you can get the new episodes. And we're on YouTube, by the way, at www.youtube.com slash at in the huddle pod, P-O-D. And check us out there. Baldy, the thing about Saquon, though, the rumor is that he allegedly, okay, we don't know this for sure, turned down 12. They offered 12. And then somehow that number went to 14. And the reason why he spoke this week, and it wasn't at Giants minicamp. It was, you know, he was somewhere else. But he is frustrated with the information that's come out that it didn't come from him. Like somehow it came from the organization. And, and, and listen, we know how these things work. Sometimes teams go, hey, we offered this dude, and he doesn't want what we offered. So we're going to put it out there so the fan base knows we are trying to get a deal done. So whether it was 14 or 16, to your point, it's not McCaffrey money. It's not 16, you know? So I don't know if Saquon is like, look, I do everything that guy does. Why can't I get that, you know? So I I don't know what the number is either, but I'm hoping that they come to a long-term agreement for Saquon's sake, because at that position, you know, guys just don't last. He could play his butt off this year and then next year have a fall off. And all of a sudden, you know, the money is not there. So from that standpoint, I hope he gets it. But from the Giants' standpoint and a team standpoint, and if I'm a fan of the Giants, I like what they're doing. I like how they're building to your point and what they're trying to do. And I think Brian Dable showed everybody last year, Baldy. He's legit. He's legit. legit. I mean, I was – I think I might have said this, uh, you know, in a, a former podcast with you, Carl, but I went up to training camp twice last year. 
And I came away both times saying this could be the worst team in football. Like, honestly, there was nothing. Like, they, they couldn't – like, if Wink blitzed the offense, they literally couldn't do anything. Like, they couldn't. Like, they looked awful. I don't care what part of the practice. Offensively, looked a mess. And defensively, I knew there were holes everywhere. You know, at middle linebacker, at corner. Um, you know, I and I as talented as Wink is, like, he still needs horses. You know, he still needs players. And so um, – and then – the way that they started playing and the way that they kind of got competitive and then started winning, like it was a masterful, it was what coaching supposed to be. All right. What do we have? How do we maximize what we have? I mean, it's just that simple. And I saw Dable do that. And then I saw the way players became more confident, you know, because they had major injuries. Thibodeau got hurt in preseason. He wasn't starting the season. Xavier McKinney, Xavier McKinney broke his hand like on a, four-wheel accident on a bye week. I mean, they lost key players. And yet, they kept it together. They had guys off the street, Richie James off the street, Isaiah Hodgins, who were throwing the ball to, a rookie tight end who got hurt, but he was a good player. Like, And Daniel Jones had his best year. And I said, the quarterback got better. The team improved. You're playing rookies everywhere. Like, that was, to me, the coach of the year, period. And it, it totally sold me going forward that he's the right guy, and he's in lockstep with Joe Shane. And for the first time in a long time, um, the Giants felt like they were aligned the correct way. General manager, coach, quarterback, system. like yeah. It's being rebuilt in front of us. And I, I feel like they got a strong foundation, and I think, you know, everything is on the up right now. Before we get to what's going on in Buffalo, which is kind of interesting, uh, we're going to talk about what Kirk Cousins had to say as well in Minnesota. Were you surprised Wink didn't take a head coaching job? I know he was a hot candidate coming off the playoff run. Were you surprised he didn't try to leave or, or that he didn't leave? Because I know he had chances. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close with Wink, and I've known him a long time. And I, he, there's no question he wants a, a chance at a head coach, just the way Mike Zimmer got one or – Vic Fangio later in their careers. Like he wants to be a head coach, but he also is smart enough to know not every job is the right job. Mm. And so, you know, there's got to be certain things in place, whether it's the ownership or whether it's how they're run or the culture. Like he understands that if he takes a job, it's probably some kind of a turnaround, but not all turnarounds are the same either. And so I think Wink was, is fine where he's at. I think he enjoys working with Brian Dable. He, I think he really respects the organization. But, you know, not every job is – some jobs, like Denver wasn't a good job for Vic Fangio. It just wasn't. And so um, there's certain things that you have to have in place. You know, there was an ownership issue in Denver. Yeah. was last year, you know, even for, uh, you know, the coach that was there, Nathaniel Hackett. Like, that stuff has to be straightened out. There's – you could go around this league right now, look at some ownership groups, and you go, man, I don't know about that, you know? And so I think that's kind of what Wink was looking at. And he comes from Baltimore. He's been around the league, he's been to the Raiders. Like, there's got to be certain things in place uh, for him to take a head job. <laughs> 